Hello. Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Trina? Awesome. And thank you for joining me on the show. We're going to go ahead and get started, but what I will let you do is start off by just introducing yourself to our audience and welcome everybody to today's episode of First After 40, where I'm doing a series interviewing influential leaders in the world and we're being able to share different ways to connect and help, especially in this time of uncertainty to help people see ways that they can still thrive and move forward in new and innovative ways. So I'm so excited to have our guest today and will you please introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. So my name is Priscilla and I am a sales coach for women entrepreneurs. I run a sales coaching business called Dream Driven Women and a little bit about who I serve. I work with women specifically in service-based businesses, whether that be a coach, a consultant, a social media manager, um, really anyone who is selling a high ticket uh, service of sorts and working with their clients for more than just one time. And the women that I serve are women who have actually started businesses who have not had an extensive or any background in sales, and they don't have mm -hmm. the best relationship with selling. So I come from uh, over 10 years of worth of a sales career. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've been selling in a way that was, you know, natural for me and not pushy to my clients. Um, and I've learned how to sell by uh, really tapping into my strengths as a woman. And, you know, selling is traditionally a masculine sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, what I love being able to do is help other women sell in a way that's a bit more feminine and nurturing and not pushy. I love that. I love that. And I always want to have our guests kind of get to know people on a little bit more personal level too. And the theme that I have for the show is kind of an informal storytelling vibe and just getting to know you because a lot of people think, oh, you know, in order to scale my business or to be an influencer, I have to have a certain vibe or they're not sure how to create that. And so I'm all about being authentic, vulnerable, and real. So we're just going to jump in with some fun questions. Is that okay? Just to kind of like get to know you a little bit personally too? Absolutely. They're Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of them, Priscilla, just for fun, what's your favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Um, so <laughs> I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. So ah. I, I have to say that my most favorite movie, uh, I love all of his movies, but my, the one that stands out to me the most and has the best message to me is Death Proof. Um, so it is about these, uh, it's actually the, the main character is played by Russell Crowe, the main uh, mm -hmm. male character. And he is just this creep who goes into <laughs> bars and picks up these beautiful young women and his car is quote death proof so oh. only death proof on his side so he's just this crazy killer and he like drives oh i heard that scary oh my gosh yeah <laughs> yes so i won't dive too far into it and if you've seen it before you know exactly what i'm talking about for, for mm -hmm. the listeners who have seen it and our, our tarantino fans but what i love about it is he happened upon this um group of stunt women who you know they were tough they they were into, you know, trickery themselves, um, and they were badass women. So he, <laughs> let's just say, he started messing around with the wrong women, and they literally kicked his ass. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> I just what I loved about the the theme of that movie was just women do not have to be victims. 
we can mm-hmm. take control, um, you know, and, and I, I loved it that it just had a great message to me, but I'm typically a Quentin Tarantino fan. <laughs> okay. All right. I love that. So there you go. Women strength. Okay. <laughs> you can make this happen. That's right. We're kind of taking that theme into our business roles too. So awesome. And this one's just simple, kind of short and sweet, but do you have a favorite food? So I'm half Italian. Anything pasta related. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Awesome. And there was a reason to reach out to you. Okay. I was going to say, now it all makes sense. Um, It makes sense. Any kind of like a a white sauce, a red sauce, any kind of pasta. That's just my jam. Yeah, I'm going to have to make something homemade today. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's going to have to be a whole nother episode. I get people literally reaching out asking me, can I get your family's homemade Italian sauce recipe or meatballs? And so it's cute. I love messages like that. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. All right. How about what is a book that has impacted your life? I've got a lot of them have, but the one that jumps out to me would probably be um, by Sheryl Sandberg lean in. Mm-hmm. I read mm. it the first time uh, a couple years ago before I even really dive into my entrepreneurial journey. And it just, you know, I was a career woman before that I was mm-hmm. in sales and, you know, advertising and marketing. And it just, I don't know, it, it kind of challenged me to step up as a woman in business. And it's interesting because I see myself really you know, having to do that and wanting to do that in my own business and on behalf of my clients, because Mm -hmm. I've always had a strong voice until I got older and I experienced the world more. And, and a lot of women still struggle to find their strong voice and, and, um, you know, tap into their inner goddess, especially as it pertains to selling. So that's something where when I work with the client, I don't want them to change who they are, but I want them to feel more confident you know, in their conversations and how they run their business, not be afraid to sell because selling is a service. Selling is a form mm-hmm. of sharing your talent and sharing the love. And I firmly believe that. So part of the work that I do with my clients is a lot of mindset and going back to, um, you know, Cheryl Sandberg and her book, um, Lean In. I don't know. I think that that could very well be what sparked this particular journey for me as an entrepreneur, to be completely honest. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, usually for people, there's one pivotal, you know, point that kind of turns that. And I know for my husband and I, we actually work together to help people figure out their purpose based on like their life experiences, stories and things that they've done. And then to break out of like the nine to five or the corporate and start their own business. So all of our clients end up being high paid consultants. And it's interesting because like you said, with the sales piece, I found the only people when they're not comfortable seems that they don't know their purpose or they're not competent in what they're sharing. So when they have that solid product down or way to share it, um, it's amazing. Like some people just get out there and it's not hard. And then like you said, helping them realize it doesn't have to be this icky process. It can be really fun. And I love your message. I love how you help people sell and make it authentic from that power within. That's beautiful. Thank you. 100%. (laughs) You're welcome. And I'm excited to know kind of your background. So what has been your work and educational history journey to this point? Absolutely. Well, thanks for asking. So my, my, um, my education is, so I went to Indiana University, so IU, and Mm -hmm. I 
<laughs> Hoosiers. Um, yes. I actually graduated with a degree in communication. When I mm. started in college, though, I actually started in psychology. Um, mm -hmm. I pivoted into, so I, I'm like a lot of a lot of millennials where I quite literally changed my mind a lot. Um, truthfully, mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't totally ready to go into college, but at the time yeah. it, was, um, it was something I had to do, uh, in order to keep my health care. I had, you know, health problems. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, and it was around the you know, the recession in 2008. So it's not like I could just run out and get some decent paying job with health insurance. So mm -hmm. we started in for psychology I, I realized, you know what, I'm more of a, a creative than what this career path will lead me. And I don't know if I'm passionate. So I actually started going into broadcasting with um, uh, an emphasis in journalism and a minor in women's studies. So mm -hmm. I loved it. I wanted to be a journalist and travel the world. Um, but the biggest thing that was holding me back was number one, I didn't think I'd get paid much. I realized I was actually very money motivated um, pretty mm -hmm. early on in my college career. Hence the sales, uh, <laughs> the sales path I ended up taking. Right. Um, but yeah, so that, and, and then just traveling with a, an autoimmune disease, it wasn't, it was, it was a, I was flaring up at the time um, in terms of my health. So it wasn't really an mm -hmm. option to travel safely. Um, so that's actually when I, I pivoted into a communication degree and that had a little bit of marketing, uh, a little bit of business, a little bit of psychology, interestingly enough. So it came for full circle. Yeah. Um, but, and it just opened up a few additional doors for me. And, and I got into my, my very first, um, uh, career oriented job was in advertising sales. So I mm. saw a space on billboards, digital billboards, bus wraps, online. Um, I did that for about four years. I was promoted pretty quickly into a leadership role. I loved it. And, and by the time I hit 25, I'd started bringing in a six-figure salary, which was wonderful, um, being able to control my income so much. And I think that's where I got a taste of entrepreneurship, even though I wasn't yeah. in my own business yet. Um, and then from there, I actually went into radio sales and, and um, as part of that, they had a whole digital ad agency and mm -hmm. I really get to dive into, you know, understanding SEO, display ads, targeting, um, a little bit of everything plus selling radio spots, which was, you know, if you can sell radio, I've learned you can sell. just yes. <laughs> uh -huh. um, Yeah. But, but from there, you know, that's kind of when I started diving into becoming an entrepreneur. I, I, ping-ponged like most of us do. I came up with a couple mm -hmm. of different ideas, tried a different few different paths. I tried consulting. Um, I was an independent sales agent for a while, which is essentially a freelance sales professional. And it just mm -hmm. none of it was fitting uh, until I, I started my sales coaching business. And I realized my calling all along has been to help women be able to sell in a way that's natural mm -hmm. for them and scale their business so they can live their dream life and run their dream business. So that's how I ended up where I'm at today. <laughs> I love that. Well, and, and you've kind of answered that then about that's what inspired you to do what you're doing now with the combination of, you know, health. And then you're really dialing in with all of your background. I imagine coaching women in sales, you're being able to use your communication background and psychology. I mean, there's so much that goes into the mindset of that. And I see that over and over with 
Um, my background is in education, um, online education, curriculum planning, program development, and then my husband and I worked with high-end like celebrities doing life coaching and working with marriages and couples for years after our photography studio. Like we've, we've done a lot too. And I think entrepreneurs are like that. We like to create, um, we like to create and design businesses. And so for us combining the lifestyle and business coaching um, has been great because so many people, they, they do, there's things they come up against and they don't know how to break through and entrepreneurs are able to help them see this is how you get to the other side. And have you found that with a lot, like I noticed a lot of life coaches specifically, like they just want to be able to coach, but they are really struggling with like, how do I find clients? And they don't want to sell, you know, they just oh. want to be able to do their, their love. <laughs> so how do you help them with that? All of the time. And I'm so glad you asked and, and especially in the case of life coaches, because, mm -hmm. you know, as a sales coach, everybody says, oh, everyone needs your services. Everybody needs a sales <laughs> right, coach. Right. So it, it seems like a no brainer, but when it comes to, you know, being a life coach, there's a few things that are so important, right? One of them is niching down, knowing exactly mm -hmm. who you serve and why you're the best person to serve that client. And yep. I think that, you know, a lot of times for a life coach, it, it, it's, it's hard to prove, like if you have a social media manager, for example, there are mm -hmm. metrics that a business can follow and that they can see an uptick when they hire a professional on to take care of their social media or their marketing. You genuinely mm -hmm. genu have numbers that you can monitor. But when it comes to the case of a, a coach, especially a life coach or a mindset coach or any kind of a spiritual mm -hmm coach, you don't have a tangible result. You can't put your hands on it or you can't see it pop up on a screen in a bar graph. You are having to understand that it is a transformation within you. And that is a harder mm -hmm. sell. So I coach my, my coaches differently than I coach my service-based experts, whether it be marketing mm -hmm. agencies or social media managers, because sure it's a different set of obstacles that they're going to come up against and they're going to be looking at it a little bit differently because you know coaches we get into this work because we want to help we want to help mm -hmm. other, other people we want to support them in their dreams but when it comes down to the selling aspect we still and especially as women and this is why i coach women very specifically we mm -hmm tend to look at sales, the word sales or selling as a negative thing. And no wonder, because in the history of sales as a career field and sales as a skill set, a verb selling, you, it, it's more of a masculine thing. That doesn't mean that right. it's bad. It just means that it's, it's not men and women sell differently. Men and women are different. Um, and for so many beautiful reasons, but women don't have the best relationship with selling because we've not been doing it as long. And it's, it tends mm -hmm. to be more of a masculine thing. I hear, I, I, you know, I coach clients who, when they start work with me, they think that they have to be aggressive. They literally use the word aggressive. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> selling I'm like no 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 we don't use right. those words <laughs> you right. do not ever need to feel like you are forcing your services on somebody it's all mm -hmm. about 
being natural, having natural humanistic conversations. And, you know, my belief is that I've said this many times, and it's, it's part of the mission behind dream driven women sales coaching is, mm-hmm. you know, women, I believe are the best suited for positions of CEO, business owners, sales professionals, leaders. And it's because we listen to understand versus to respond. And we nurture our leads. We, we tend to be a bit more heart-centered and we tend mm-hmm. to lead with how can we serve. And it's not, money's important and the money will come when you're able to do that, when you take on that attitude of you're serving, not selling. Um, but I believe that women are the best suited for this work. That's beautiful. Well, right. and it's, it's nice too. I think that there's that you're welcome. Um, that focus on pulling out their strengths, because I think a lot of women, as I've worked with different clients hearing whether they're divorced or they just want to help, you know, take some of that pressure off their husband or he's not the only provider. Um, for many people, it's not realistic to just have a one income house anymore. And so I find a lot of women are trying to find ways to generate income and still be home if they have kids or work remotely. Like you said, if you have health issues, my son's a type one diabetic. So I know what it's like living with autoimmune disease because since he was diagnosed at age four, um, public school isn't an option for us anymore. And that's actually when we decided to close our photography studio because we had so many clients, you know, high end weddings and all the schools and sports. And um, we had to find a way to work from home. And while we've been actually touring full time with our kids the last three years, um, you know, staying away from sick people and being able to work anywhere with a cell phone is huge for us. And we've met a lot of people looking for that kind of lifestyle freedom, especially like right now with everything going on, you know, there's a lot of people who are looking and searching for ways to work from home. And if you can sell things, you will always have a job. And if you're able to share, but I I think a lot of people do, they have fear around selling and just their own mindset of what that means. And I think it's really cool that you're reaching out, you know, specifically to help women. But I'm curious, like, then who is your ideal client? Absolutely. So the, an ideal client for me is someone, as a woman who's been running her business for, um, well, I serve two different kinds of clients, but the, the core of my business mm-hmm. are women who have been in business. They've been running their service-based business or their coaching and consulting business for a few years. Perhaps they've Mm -hmm. already hit six figures, maybe even seven figures, but they're having a real struggle getting to that next level because Mm -hmm. they're getting in their own way when it comes to selling. I had a a client that I was working with this morning and she has been in the the online business space as a a marketing coach actually for many years. And before it became in vogue. <laughs> right, right. And, and she, so she knows her stuff and she is a multiple six figure business owner. But mm-hmm. what we were working on this morning, she has a webinar coming up later this afternoon. And mm-hmm. the purpose of her webinar, it's going to be to sell a course. And it's, it's kind of a no brainer price point, right? It's, it's under a thousand dollars and it's helping mm-hmm. people get really clear on who their client is. And she's, I mean, that's her signature offer. That is her thing. That's where she thrives. Um, uh-huh. And the, she was getting in her own way because she said, I want this webinar to feel like a place where it, it's a safe space where there's no selling and people are just here to, you know, learn. And I, I asked her, 
why are you afraid to offer your solution? Because I've mm -hmm. never sat in on a webinar or a presentation where I, you know, I didn't get value and then I didn't get, you know, the ask of how can I help you further? I don't feel the pressure. Yeah. I Great. want to know, you know, if this person has helped me tremendously just in the short 30 or 60 minutes with all of their best stuff for free, and I'm in a place where I need their help, which I likely am because I'm sitting in on this webinar or this presentation. Right. I right. want to know, how can you help me? Mm -hmm. So I, <laughs> you know, we did a little bit of reframing and mindset work so that she kind of got back to that place of, hey, you're right. I'm getting in my own way and I'm not selling. I'm serving. If people don't want to purchase this from her right now, there's no pushing. She's not calling them up at home or, you know, knocking on their door saying, Hey, you want to buy this? So I think that, you know, there's women, even when they've scaled very far in their business and this woman, by the way, she had a background in sales. Um, oh, but it yeah. still, I mean, none of us are immune to it. I'm not perfect either. Mm -hmm. I have my moments that I have to reset my mind. Um, but really the kind of women that I help the best are women who are having a str real struggle getting to that next level because they're getting in their own way when it comes to selling. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I do have work that I do with new entrepreneurs. So who they've been in business, maybe a year or less where we learn really the basics and the core principles of selling. Cool. Well, and I'm curious, so this is a kind of a new venture for you. You left the six-figure corporate piece and this, how long have you been um, running this business that you're creating now? I have been, this is my first full year in business. So I actually started this business last year um, mm -hmm. in, fall, in the fall. And then I had been doing this, uh, my sales coaching business alongside a nine to five, where I was actually still actively selling for another company. <laughs> so I was selling mm -hmm. during the day, helping somebody else with their business. And then I was coming home and working on my dream by the evening and, you know, building my sales processes and having those sales conversations. So it was a lot to balance. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it is. And that's, I mean, that's what I love is to help. We, we do get a lot of people who are retired or ones that, you know, they've already made their investments and everything, but they're kind of my miserable millionaire club that they, they want to give back and they want to contribute. Like they're not ready to just be sidelined. You know, they're young. still. even when 40, 50, 60, you know, they still want to contribute. Um, and then they do get a lot of young entrepreneurs, like 20, 30s. Now I even have a new entrepreneur kids group because they're realizing I don't want to be 90,000 in debt, get out of college and still not know how to make money. Like, you know, or they're, they're realizing the job they're going to come out getting, it's only going to pay them like 30 K a year. And so helping people build up that dream on the side where they can have true financial freedom. Like for most families, if they could bring in an extra two to five to 10 K a month, it changes their life. You know, that's, that's huge. So I'm proud of you for building that up on the side. And I know we talked a little bit before about where you were in this journey. I'm curious for you, what do you think is going to be the key for you breaking through six figures in your business that you've started now? Absolutely. That's a great question. And I think hmm. that there, there's a couple ways to answer that because there's a few pieces that are going to keep me forward moving with that. And same with my clients, mm -hmm. anyone else who has started a business. I think that the key for me and for a lot of other people 
<laughs> as cliche as it sounds, as oversaid as it is, but there is a reason for it, and that is drum roll mindset. <laughs> <It's> mindset. <laughs> and I, again, I know everybody says this, but the reason I say it is because I was the non-believer. I did not oh. buy into mindset, girl. I I thought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that's just some hippy dippy stuff. I don't know. I mean, sure, possibly <laughs> help here and there. You know, my mother, I'm very close to my mother, and she always said, you need to be positive. You need to think positively. And and I it never connected for me. None of that ever connected for me. I didn't think yeah. that my mind would help control the things going on in my world and the world around mm -hmm. me. And it took it took starting my own business for me to realize, mm -hmm. oh, there's something to this mindset stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting because as soon as I changed my mindset of, oh, no one wants to work with me. Oh, no one wants to pay me what I think I'm worth. Or, you know, all of those things that come up imposter syndrome is a huge one. When I made mm -hmm. the decision that I'm going to start working on my mindset every single day, even when it feels like this business will never take off, it is what kept me going. And then it became a physical response. I physically was getting up and doing my thing, doing my morning routine. And I was getting into, you know, diving into my business um, mm -hmm. or, I, you know, I was going to work full time and then I'd come home and dive into my business some more. And that is truly what has kept me forward moving is a good mindset because you're going to get knocked down a thousand times and then some as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. especially in the beginning. It's true. It's true. And that's, you know, having a leadership group that you can reach out to. I mean, I think that's a big piece in our community that we provide is we work with leaders. And so a lot of people, I tell them, it can feel lonely at the top, but that's when you have to look back and see how many people have their hands up, like reaching because they want you to set that example and help them get there. And so then when you're surrounded with other leaders who are like, I understand where you're at and they're helping you build that positive mindset because you're right. It is, it's not a sprint. I mean, the journey as an entrepreneur, you're talking long distance running. And so, you know, pacing yourself and forgiving yourself and just realizing like every day, if you're intentional with the people you're connecting with, your reach outs, like you said, serving, you will get clients and it will work. But that's what I tell my clients, I'm like, hey, until you've had a hundred no's, it's not that you've just mastered it and went out and had your first sale. I mean, think about that. Like in yeah. sales, you know that your journey as a salesman. I know for me, I used to work selling really high-end sales for one of my mentors. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, the first sale I made was paid in full. And I'm like, this was so easy. And if everyone's yeah. like this, and then you get like six no's in a row and you're devastated. I just remember feeling like, I never want to hear no again. But everybody has their own timing and it improves your skills. Like every conversation. And I know for me, like one of my biggest mindset shifts on that was I'm not afraid of the no, like I just want to serve and help the person, you know, so really digging in and asking those deep questions that get them to have a cognition, like a huge life changing aha moment on the call. To me, that's, that's what it's all about. Like it is genuine relationships and helping people. So I love that you're doing that. And I think it's very needed. And I think you talked about a little bit, but what message are you wanting to share through your work? I think that the, as I said earlier, the biggest mission of Dream Driven mm -hmm. Women is for women to recognize that we are best suited to be 
CEOs, to be leaders, to be, you know, in a, uh, a sales career. And, and there's no reason to be afraid to sell because we are the best suited for the job. But I think that the biggest message with, you know, secondary message um, to that is, you know, selling is not something that is a negative thing. It's not meant to be icky. It's not meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, slimy, sleazy, all the things. And we have a right to earn just as much, if not more, than our male counterparts. And we have a right to be, you know, bringing home the bacon in a big way while still being a mom, while yeah. still being a, a spouse. And you know what? It's imperfect. It's never going to look the way it does in, in TV shows. It's never going to look like, you know, the way it does in magazines. I love that. Imperfect <laughs> right. Action, you know, imperfect action. And, but it's still, it's still something. And, and selling is truly a way of helping other people. And I don't ever blame any woman for hating sales. I don't ever blame mm-hmm. her for that my mission is to help her change her relationship so that she can help more clients so that she can provide for her family, have freedom of location, have, you know, freedom of the nine to five, um, change her family's legacy. As, as you said earlier, really, you know, how much does an extra, uh, 2000, $10,000 look for the average family, mm-hmm. uh, especially right now. So just having that control and, and recognizing that sales is, it's a huge part of your, it's, it's what's going to get your business there. Uh, It's not the only thing, but it's, it's very, you know, pertinent to, to the goal, but it's something that you don't have to feel bad about because we sell in everyday life. If you convince your spouse that you want to go get Thai food for dinner instead of, I don't know, Mexican, <laughs> I mean, you right there, boom, right. you made a sale. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love that. Well, yes. and I think um, just to, just to pour into you too and help with that. Like I know for me, sometimes um, if I've just had a rough day or I want to change my mindset, and just feel like abundance is everywhere. Cause sometimes you can, even the best salespeople, you can get in a funk, you know, you can get in a way where you're just like, okay, I, I need to flip this and just see there is abundance and people saying yes everywhere. Um, I'm in Branson, Missouri right now. And there's a gorgeous place called the landing that's on the lake. And it has all of these beautiful shops and restaurants. And when you walk down it, sometimes at night, if it's raining and the lights are on, it can almost seem like Paris. And when you walk there, it's so refreshing to look everywhere and see people buying (laughs) and see selling happening and people are happy about it. And it's really fun and noticing the advertisements and noticing the exchange of money and just abundance. And then you just, it helps you, you know, to break out and realize, Oh, everybody is interacting. It's an exchange, you know, it's an exchange for value and just seeing that. And, um, for me, that's always a fun way to like shift my mindset on it. And, and inevitably, you know, the next ones, it's like people enroll because you're right. It all comes down to how am I feeling? What is my belief around this right now? And um, it's a constant work in progress <laughs> with mindset. It just is. And is. the more we work on that, that's like doing push-ups. you know, the stronger we get and the more people we can help. 
100%. Absolutely. And it's something that you just have to make that decision. You have to let that switch flip in your brain that you will allow yourself to feel those, those down moments and those days where you've just had enough rejection or you've, you know, you feel like you've not moved anywhere. You, to acknowledge those feelings is good because stifling them in as women typically do, um, because we don't want anybody to worry about us. We worry about everybody else. Uh, <laughs> especially mm -hmm. as parents and, and, you know, you, you're not helping yourself if you stifle those feelings. So acknowledging them, sitting with them and then releasing them so that you can, you know, get back to work on positive mindset. And especially in times like right now, I mean, we just, you know, we don't have to pretend that things aren't happening, but we have to, we have to look at the positive. Now we have more time to spend with our family. Now we have more time to build a business and reach more people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, it's like they're pouring out the woodwork because they want help with that. And because you are in that space and kind of breaking in um, with sales, I know all of your clients ask this too, and I know you coach on it. So for you personally, how are you getting new clients right now? Like you said, in this with all the changes and everything, what are you doing to get your ideal clients to interact with you and Absolutely. Yeah, well, so a couple different ways, um, but the, the, I'll start with what the core is. And for me, I'm really big on relationship building. There is not anybody that comes to my Facebook profile or uh, joins my Facebook group or, you know, that I've interacted with in other groups that I don't reach out and introduce myself and get to know mm -hmm. who they are and, you know, show that you've done a little bit of research. And, and of course you wanna be sure that you're connecting with who those ideal clients are, right? I mean, it's mm -hmm. great to, to connect with um, a lot of different people, but you have a business to run. So you wanna be sure that you're connecting with people that either you can serve or they can serve you, vice versa. So, you know, really that comes into your process of qualifying who you're speaking with, um, Mm -hmm. And just being sure that you, you actually know a thing or two about them that you can find on, you know, whether it be on their LinkedIn profile or Facebook or Instagram, whatever social media platform you're utilizing. And just be sure that when you reach out, you're, you don't need to reach out with intent to offer. I have a Facebook group, as I mentioned, be the CEO of you, Women Selling mm -hmm. Solutions. And, and I know that you're in there as well. Yeah, and, that's how we connected. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the, the thing with, with the group is there's not a ton of people in there yet, but that there's for a, a reason. I want to control who's coming in there because I only want people who genuinely want to help each other, who I know mm -hmm. I can help, even if it's just through my free content. I don't look at everybody in there as somebody who is going to buy from me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I really, I'm all about bringing in authentic engagement and just getting to know the person because even if, you know, you don't work with them, they can be somebody who can sing your praises and vice versa because the social proof is where it's at. So my biggest way of getting clients right now is to continue having those, you know, natural conversations, starting out in a message, inviting them in for a phone call when it feels right. Um, and then just really qualifying who, who you're having any kind of selling conversation with and making sure that you're very clear, you know, this is a, a sales conversation and you don't have to say it like that, but just making sure that there are no surprises because nothing's worse than mm -hmm. getting on the phone with somebody and realizing, oh, we're having a sales conversation. You may be asking for a credit card number by the end of this, that then you kind of lose them. <laughs> 
or they don't realize yeah what it's about exactly right, permission based right. helps a lot exactly yeah and that's, I love that's that where that communication piece comes in but the biggest thing I'm doing right now is just making myself available I'm as you've probably been able to see Trina I've added you know yeah. time on my calendar to talk to more people at no charge um, you know, and, and some of them turn into to clients, some of them do not, but right now is the best time to get out there. And, and if your offer is something that can help people, you got to shout it and you got to put it out there and you have to have those conversations and always be asking, what more can I be doing for you? Because right now that'll help you shape the kind of work that you're mm -hmm. doing so that you are best serving people. I love that. That's beautiful. And I know too, with referrals, like that's for me, I've got my leadership team of just people we connect well and we send each other referrals and we're able to be that, you know, voice of like third party validation. And then also just growing, you know, your team organically sharing, being authentic with people. And I'm all about relationships too. I think that's, that's beautiful. And I'm so happy that we got to connect and I want to be able to, you know, send people your way and, so I want to ask, what's the best way for people to contact you if they want to work with you? Sure. And that's fabulous of you to put that out there to the world. And I appreciate the platform, Trina. I really do. Sure. <laughs> and I always say- I'm happy to help. Yeah. And vice versa. But the, the easiest way to get a hold of me is you can certainly- visit my website. It's dreamdrivenwin.com. Um, or you can certainly um, seek me out on Facebook. So I'm, there's not many Priscilla's in the world. <laughs> but I, love I go by my first and middle name, Priscilla Desiree. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, like I said, I love just getting to know people and, and see where I can be helping them. Um, and I'm actually preparing to do a free workshop um, in the month of April. So stay tuned for those dates. Um, but it's going to be, you know, focusing on sales mindset processes and healthy sales conversations. I think that there's a lot of people that will benefit from this, this work. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'll be releasing a little bit more information on that in my group, be the CEO of you on Facebook. I love that. And just a fun way to kind of close up with the call. I'm an author as well, and I'm working on a new book. And so I'm going to include um, my podcast guests in there. But what I want to ask for the question is, if you were going to create a hashtag for your younger self, what would it be? What would you send your younger self? Oh my gosh, I love that. That is so creative <laughs> and thought-provoking. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, hopefully Disney won't come at me for this one, but I'd have to say it's hashtag just keep swimming. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, don't oh, come at I me. love that. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yes, that, that's, that's so great. awesome. That's beautiful. And I love, I totally on a personal note, want to like dig in more and learn more about like your, your health things and how you ever overcame that. And um, it'll just be fun getting to know you more on a personal level, but I really appreciate you coming on the show today and thank you so much for sharing your time and gifts and talents. And it is a blessing to know you. I love it when, I mean, I'm full-blooded Sicilian Italian too. So for me, it's really fun just hearing, um, I love to hear where people are from and backgrounds and everything. So yes, we'll have to exchange some recipes and I'll, um, we will. <laughs> and awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to speak to your audience and be a part of your community, Trina. I truly appreciate it. 
Absolutely. And when um, I finish the recording, I'll send you the link. And I want to make sure to give you one more shout out so people can go to your website to be able to directly reach out to you. Can you share that one more time? Absolutely. It's dreamdrivenwomen.com. Dreamdrivenwomen.com. I love that so much. Thank Thank you you. so much, Priscilla, for being on the show. This is Trina Gunzel signing off from First After 40. Thank you so much for sharing your time, energy, and talents. And I love being able to give leaders this platform to share their creative skills and talents. And if we can just get the message out and help more and more people, that's my way of helping lift the vibration on the planet and spreading more positivity, especially in these times. So I hope this served you well. And thank you everyone for connecting with Priscilla and for listening today. God bless you and have a great day.